Good evening, Lafayette. Glad to be back with you guys. It's Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends at Service Chevrolet just around the corner at 1212. Ambassador Cavalry in Lafayette. Glad to have them as a sponsor of this 5 o'clock hour. Go check them out online at servicegm.com. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or use that KPEL app chat. If you don't have the KPEL app, you need to download it like ASAP. It is the best place to get the news that we're putting out every day. Plus, you get to listen live even if you're not in the car. You don't have a terrestrial radio in the house. You've got our app. All you got to do is tap that, hit the streaming option, and you are good to go to listen to KPEL all throughout the day from Acadiana's Morning News all the way through Mark Levin and beyond. So download the KPEL News app today. I'm going to be hyper-local, at least for the first part of the show, because there's a story that was cropping up over the weekend that uh, it, it, it began late last week. Um, it was originally reported by The Advocate uh, last week and had some more coming out about it over the weekend. A lot of you know I'm a, I'm a, a staunch proponent of development on the north side of Lafayette. Uh, while I was teaching and coaching, I worked with a lot of kids who live on the north side of Lafayette. Uh, interacted with a lot of them. No, I, you know, worked around there, drove through that part of town constantly. Uh, took kids home, had had to take kids who otherwise would not have had a way to go from basketball practice back home or sometimes from, from home to basketball practice or a game. Uh, you know, you just do what you've got to do in order for these kids to be able to take part in some of the things they do. So I'm, I am, I'm a big proponent of development on the north side to get these kids uh, to, to get these kids what they need. I've been a staunch defender of a north side library. I think it's one that 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 part of town really needs, but also just economic development there because we we shouldn't we shouldn't be neglecting any part of Lafayette, but especially when we have a region that the socioeconomic status is in such need of development, I don't think it should be ignored. So this story from the advocate last week, it it I I it, it, it kind of made me stop and think. This from Claire Taylor at The Advocate. Plans for a super sports complex at Brown Park in North Lafayette are being scaled back. The previous city parish president and administration in December 2022 unveiled plans for the Brown Park baseball and softball super complex, a two-phase endeavor with a total cost of about $36 million. Brown Park on East Pondamuton Road near Louisiana Avenue is in a socially, a socioeconomically challenged, largely minority area. Officials said they hoped the super park would draw tournament spending and investment to the area. The plan was to include seven tournament quality baseball fields and a larger featured field that would host everything from T-ball to NCAA games, as well as improved concessions and an observation deck. By August 2023, all ball fields, dugouts, concession stands, and batting cages had been raised as construction started, despite a recent investment of thousands of dollars a year earlier on improvements such as new turf. Mayor President Monique Boulay, who took office in January after defeating Mayor President Josh Guillory in November, said Tuesday there are many parks in the parish with a lot of needs. That amount of money in one park, to me, was a lot, she said. 
A balanced approach to investing in parks, Boulay said, is needed. The city council on Tuesday transferred $1.5 million left over from downtown drainage projects to continue work on phase one of Brown Park. The goal is now to have four Little League baseball fields turfed and tournament ready for spring 2025, Boulay said. The rest of the park will be restored as a neighborhood park and walking path and dog park. Had a super park been constructed, she said it would have been locked and unavailable to neighborhood residents except where game, when games were being played. Officials, Boulay said, will return to the community to ask what they want the park to become. If $15 million becomes available, she said phase two may be considered. Residents are fearful it will never come back again. City Councilman Elroy Broussard, who represents the area around Brown Park, said because of construction in the absence of any ball fields at Brown Park, baseball teams will have to find alternate fields and parks in which to practice this spring. Many, Broussard said, don't have transportation. The, the north side of Lafayette, there, there's, there's two ways to look at it. If you're looking at this project, in the short term, there is no walking path and there is no dog park there. And folks in the community would like to see that come back. There's a lot of residential area around there from apartments to homes. There's a lot of residential space around Brown Park. And to have a park for kids to go is very, very important. A lot of kids walk there from their homes. I mean, you you see the kids walking from there, biking uh, to and from there. Kids in that part of town spend a lot of time going to Brown Park. Uh, You have not just baseball and and softball, football teams practice there, Uh, city league, uh, youth league football teams practice there. Uh, There is a basketball court. Uh, There are kids who play on basketball teams, select teams at Brown Park as well. There are a lot of athletic activities that take place around there. So for it to be shut down for any amount of time, is detrimental to a lot of local athletes and teams. On one hand, I know that that need. I know the need for those kids, and that, I think, should be one of the most important things that's considered. On the other hand is the economic development. If you have a $36 million project that brings a huge, huge super complex to that area, you've got great benefits for that entire area. You've got economic development that will be driven for years. And one of the things is it's not necessarily the case that the field the 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 park would be padlocked for years to come. That's not necessarily the case that during the off season for baseball and softball that it would be locked. But the economic development can't be overlooked and I'm worried that by scaling the project back, you are going to have some, some, you're going to miss out on a lot of economic development. Bringing those tournaments to here is a very, very big deal. We see it, uh, we saw it in Erath. We see it in Youngsville. We see it all over the place, all over Acadiana. These larger sports complexes are being built and they're, prov- they're real economic drivers. In fact, also in The Advocate, This from three years ago from the advocates Megan Wyatt. 
For W. Pat Bordes II, there was little doubt five years ago that the new stretch of Ambassador Caffrey Parkway between Broussard and Youngsville would be the perfect place for another location of Fizo's Seafood and Steakhouse. The area was seeing explosive residential growth at the time, and there were few restaurants nearby to serve the bedroom communities. The Youngsville Sports Complex had recently opened, and he learned that plans were in the works to construct the Broussard Sports Complex at St. Julian Park. That really helped us make a decision to build in the area, Bordes said, and it's proven to be beneficial. The baseball complexes really bring us a lot of business. What he's describing is the economic impact of sports tourism, one of the fastest-growing sectors of the travel industry and one that communities across the country are trying to capitalize on. It's not just the Broussard location of Fizos, which is uh, which opened in 2018, that is reaping the benefit of sports tourism. The Crowley location, which opened in 1999, has seen a surge in business after a $5 million upgrade at the existing Crowley Recreation Department complex. Regular, professional, and college sporting events have long drawn people to cities, boosting sales tax revenue as people spend money on and off-site at nearby hotels, restaurants, stores, and other businesses. It's one reason cities are willing to spend millions to host major sporting events such as the Olympics, the expectation of reaping more, ben- reaping more benefits in return. Major spectator sports aren't leading the sports tourism boom in smaller cities such as Broussard, Youngsville, and Karen Crow. However, youth travel sports are bringing in the big bucks. And that would be something that the north side of Lafayette could benefit from, but the project is being scaled back. Ultimately, I think the project in its full scale should be developed. I think it brings huge economic impact to that area. I think it helps start a revitalization of the north side of Lafayette that is desperately needed. It's a socioeconomic area that really needs economic development. And for years, for years, a lot of people from that community, from outside, everybody has said the same thing. It needs revitalization. It needs investment. And I think ultimately that's the right thing for the north side of Lafayette. Now, if the mayor president is going to be spreading the bucks and reviving a bunch of parks for our kids, that's great. But the economic development that comes with a major sports complex. I mean, you get another, you're, you're getting another one just down the road at Moore Park. They're revitalizing that to become a major, even bigger soccer complex than it already is. But having one for baseball and softball on the north side of Lafayette would be huge. And I think that side of town is going to be missing out if they don't get it. 232-1542 is the number, or use the KPL app chat if you want your vo- to, to be part of the conversation. Let your voice be heard on the show. We're going to take this break. We'll have our pest of the day next, and then, of course, more talk on this and some of your other news of the day here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. And your pest of the day is going to be Joseph, not me, Joseph Bongiovanni a former Drug Enforcement Administration agent who is facing federal bribery charges after being accused of accepting over $250,000 to provide protection to the mafia while also aiding drug traffickers in conducting their operations in New York. The former agent's trial began this month, and he could possibly spend the rest of his life in prison. The courtroom drama uh, includes tales of deception, racism, and egregious breach of trust. He was described as a greedy racist who leveraged his position to enrich himself and protect Italian suspects. Many of the 15 charges against the former DEA agent 
were related to his relationship to Peter uh, Garachi Jr., the owner of Pharaoh's Gentleman's Club in Chikawaga, and an alleged drug and sex trafficking operation. And so, former DEA agent Joseph Bongiovanni is your pest of the day for everything that he was doing to promote drug and sex trafficking in the U.S. And that is why he's our pest of the day, brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company. You can check them out at JJEXT.com. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 K. But you guys are active on the app chat. We'll get to those in just a sec. But I need to let you know, it's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends at Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. You can get it all from our friends at Service Chevrolet just around the corner at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Or check them out online at servicegm.com. There's new inventory arriving daily, and there are dozens and dozens of vehicles on the lot for you to be able to look at, kind of, you know, get get a good idea of what it is you're looking for in your next family vehicle. Check them out, servicegm.com, get an idea, and then go over there and talk to the folks at Service. They can help you out. And it's not just car sales. Yeah, they've got new and used sale, uh, cars there on the lot, but also a parts and service department, body shop, collision center, fine line, custom auto, They've got it all, the wash as well. Go check them out, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette, or go to servicegm.com. All right, we're right up on where we need to be for our commodities report, but I want to get to a couple of your comments. We'll run a little bit long here. That's fine. Um, we got Angie on the app, Democrat posing as Republican to get voted in, strikes again. I've seen that commentary a lot online in some of the comments. Uh, from the uh, a lot of the comments from folks online uh, uh, about this story. Uh, sorry, got distracted there with a message. Um, yeah, there are a lot of folks who were saying that you know she and I've actually seen accusations. Well, she she relied on the north side to get elected and then is now taking economic development away from them. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think in this case she's probably coming from. Uh, she, she's probably coming with the right intentions on this to spread the money out to other parks that benefit all of our youth. I just think that it's a, a big project that, that would have brought uh, a big benefit to the area, and it's very sad to see that area lose out on it. Uh, I would really have rather seen it, uh, seen that development go through. But that's not what we're getting. Uh, Rob on the app also sending a message in uh, brings up a great point here. Uh, the North Side definitely needs re- uh, some form of revitalization. Don't know if baseball and softball would necessarily be that niche, uh, but could capitalize with the level of competition from surrounding areas. But if they were able to build a state-of-the-art youth basketball facility that wouldn't have to compete with any of the surrounding areas, this would allow the north side to differentiate themselves from Youngsville, Broussard, Karen Crow, Crowley, etc. And that's a good point, Rob. But I've also now been getting some information that Youngsville and Broussard were on board with this north side project because you could host a mega tournament between the three facilities. We're not just talking about one mega tournament for one area, but a mega tournament for that would include the facilities at Broussard, Youngsville, and Lafayette. 
that would bring in a huge amount of economic development to the area. And I think that's pretty important, too. But we'll see. All right, we're running a little bit long here. We're going to go ahead and take this break. We'll get to our commodities report and our news break. When we come back, a couple more comments on this. And I want to move on to a bill that was getting media attention today. And then it was immediately pulled. Why was it pulled and what's the problem with that bill? We'll have more on that and your news of the day here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message to the KPL app chat. Been talking about this story of the uh, Brown Park project to create a, uh, a super complex, super sports complex there, um, and how that is being scaled back by the Monique Boulay administration. Been getting some messages uh, from folks who, who would know better than me, uh, just kind of some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, the budget, according to this person, for the sports park was never $36 million dollars. The designer simply had said that the $36 million was for the total Dream Park, but that's not what was uh, budgeted for that, apparently. Uh, also, kind of pushing back on the it would be padlocked when it's not in use, uh, that would be up to the Boulay administration because her, our administration would be over uh, you know, parks and recreation. Uh, Apparently, uh, form, the former mayor president, Josh Guillory, it was not his plan to lock up the park when it wasn't in use. Sections would be available for neighborhood kids, just like any other park. Um, Youngsville and Broussard were on board, all working together on scheduling mega tournaments at all three super parks. Again, that would have been huge economic development, not just to the north side, but to all of Lafayette. Uh, Guillory had a revenue source set up for future maintenance and operation, according to a message I was getting uh the indoor sports complex is there's an indoor sports complex being funded by the uh, hoteliers and the tourist tax would also spin off necessary funds for the Brown park and more park complexes. The indoor com- uh, complex was also a huge economic impact for the Lafayette area. Again, uh, the, these are, these are all different projects that were underway that, that could have, have been really helpful. Uh, and kind of uh, responding to Rob's comment from the last segment uh, basketball was the indoor facility that was being paid by the hotel motel tax. The design was by a nationally recognized firm. Floor space three times that of the floor, floor space of the Cajun Dome, according to a message that was sent in a little while ago. So there were a lot of irons in the fire for this. And I, again, I'm just sad to see that project scale back because I think it would have, in the long run, been huge for the north side of Lafayette. We'll see if just spreading the money out to all the parks has a good, uh, has a positive impact and hopefully uh, provides a good safe space for uh, local kids to be able to go to. But I I just think that the north side of Lafayette could have used a facility like that. But I want to move on to a story that cropped up a little while ago. So I noticed on Twitter that... Uh, a reporter at uh, The Advocate, The Advocate Network, uh, James Finn, was reporting that there was a bill that had been filed, and it was filed by uh, Representative, I think it's Michael Mellorin. The bill, House Bill 177, would have been for the regular session. 
Okay. And according to James Finn's tweet, a bill filed for the Louisiana legislative uh, regular session would exempt Louisiana Governor Jeff Landry's office from public records law. Now, working for the advocate, I was skeptical, so I went and I read the text. And it's actually, it's not fully shielding Jeff Landry's office from public records law, but it's still enough that I had concerns about the bill. So I went and looked it up. I responded to Finn on Twitter, this is one of those bills that would be killed pretty quickly, but if it isn't killed quickly, every Republican needs to be held accountable for it. I also sent an email to Jeff Landry's office asking if they had any information, if they'd made any comment on it or anything like that. The advocate reporter replied to me on Twitter, said the bill being killed seems far from certain. Louisiana uh, uh, GOP lawmakers are mostly in lockstep with Louisiana Governor Jeff Landry so far, and the legislature has dual GOP supermajorities. Responding to me like he knows better than me. Then at around 3 o'clock today, we noticed the bill had been pulled miraculously after it had been brought to attention by the media, after I emailed the governor's office about it. The bill had been pulled. So to that reporter, I know you think, Mr. James Finn, I know you think you you know better than me, but I said this is one of those bills that would be killed pretty quickly. I didn't exactly expect it to be pulled before the regular session even started, but I was right and you were wrong, James Finn of The Advocate. I just want that out there. But anyway, the bill itself, there, I'm, I'm st- even though it was pulled, I still want to bring it up because this is, this is a, a problem that I have with, with our, both of our parties right now. But with the Republicans in, in control, it's a problem I have with Republicans right now. Uh, House Bill 177 by Representative Mellorine uh, provides, relative ap- uh, provides relative to the application of the public records law to the records of the Office of Governor. This chapter of the Louisiana Public Records Law shall not apply to any records having been used, being in use, possessed, or retained for use by the governor in the usual course of the duties and business of his office relating to the deliberative process of the governor, intra-office communications of the governor and his internal staff, the governor's security and schedule, or communications with or the security and schedule of the governor's spouse or children, except as otherwise provided in this subsection, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, the bill would have said uh, you cannot get access to documents related to the deliberative process, the uh, deliberations that the governor's office would have over a particular bill or policy that they are trying to push, meaning you can get access to the records of their comments on it, but as they are deliberating it, you can't see that. Well, that's the biggest part of pushing a bill or a policy, the deliberative part. And that should be part of the public record. It should be. And I don't know what this representative was thinking by bringing this uh, and, and wanting to, to, to bring it up in the legislative session that starts soon after the crime session's over. But it's a dumb bill. And, and part of the problem that I have with it, part of the problem I have is when a party is in power, they do what they can to protect their own. And sometimes they go too far. A lot of times they go too far. That's just what politicians do. They, they go too far when they try to solidify their power. The problem is we just got done with the 
the John Bell Edwards administration. And John Bell Edwards was not forthcoming. He was not transparent. There are a lot of questions we still have about the processes behind the policies pushed by the Edwards administration. There are a lot of questions about his handling of COVID. There are a lot of questions about what his office and what his administration did in communicating with the Department, the Louisiana Department of Health and the Louisiana, everybody else with regards to closures and everything like that. There are a lot of questions about the communications on uh, on the, uh, the, the, the state police scandal in Washtenaw Parish with the uh, brutal killing uh, during a, a, a high-speed chase. Um, there are a lot of questions that we really need answered from the Edwards administration, and we never got it. And then to turn around and to try to protect the communications in the governor's office when Jeff Landry, your own side, is in power is not a good look because, and I'm sorry to say this, Republicans, there's no guarantee you're in power forever. I've said it. You guys know it by heart now. Never underestimate the ability of the Republicans to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory because they can and will screw this up. It's only a matter of time. There's no such thing as a permanent political majority, and Louisiana Republicans are among the worst at handing theirs away. So just imagine, you give the governor's office the the ability to hide their deliberative process. The communications, everything they're doing behind the scenes to try to come up with a policy or come up with a bill to push. And you want to hide that behind a firewall that we can't access. It's not part of the public record. You're hiding it from public records law. What if a Democrat wins the governor's mansion? And they get to hide all that stuff. And you never see the deliberative process for a Democrat governor pushing Democratic policies. You still think it's the right decision? We have so many times had to deal with the mistakes of our current government because of the mistakes made by Republicans in the past. And I don't want this to be another one. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up the show here in just a moment on the on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of. Well, I say that. We're about out of time. I ran a little bit long uh, in our two longer segments of the hour. Uh Look, if you're looking for a dentist, it's been a while since you've had your teeth checked up on. If you're feeling some sort of tooth pain, you're not sure where to go. I recommend my friends at uh, Dr. Daniel Deku and Associates. They are my dentist, but more important, they are a great place to go to get all of your dental work done. They make it so easy and so stress-free. Check out thelafayettedentist.com. You can see everything that they offer. You go in. If you if it's been a while, they're going to they're gonna uh, ask you uh they're going to ask you some basic questions. You'll get some x-rays done. You'll get, a, you'll get a consultation. And the work that you need done can begin as soon as that first consultation. Maybe you need a couple extra appointments to do it, but they can get the work done and make it super easy and stress-free. Go check them out, thelafayettedentist.com. Dr. Danielle Daquin Associates, they're my dentist. I want them to be your dentist, too. Tell them I sent you. 
when you call and schedule your appointment today or go online to schedule it. All right, a little bit of a programming note. On Friday, we have a lot of UL games that will be coming on. We will have, uh, starting at 2.30, a broadcast for UL Baseball, and that will go through most of the afternoon. I will not have a show on Friday. We will also have basketball starting at around 7 that night. So we've got two games here. We're going to have softball on our sister station, Classic Rock 105.1, and women's basketball on uh, on 103.3 The Goat, uh, KPL AM 1420. So we have plenty of UL sports going on this week. I mean, tomorrow we've got – uh, softball and women's basketball as well, men's basketball and baseball on Wednesday. Just a lot of great UL games coming up. Go Cajuns! Be sure to stick around, not just for our great talk shows, but also to support your Cajuns here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at RedState.com. You can check out the podcast. It's going live shortly over on Substack, Substack.com. Look for the Joe Cunningham Show or go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But if you subscribe to them there, leave a rating and review. Have a great day. Talk to you again in 23 hours here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.